Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for a great message. Pastor CJ started a series last week called Secrets from the Closet, and today he continues with a message called, You're Ready for This. Life is little like going to class, and today we will look at the Believer's Report Card. Are you passing the test of life? The hard times of our past remind us that we made it then, and we will make it now. We hope you enjoy this message. About this message today, and many of you know that I challenged you about seeking God in your closet, seeking God and taking time to be with Him. You know, you can hear God because God said He speaks, but you have to take time to listen to the Lord. My question to you today, though, is this Have you taken time in your closet this week for Him to speak to you? That's the challenge to you. My question is, have you taken time to listen to God so that he can speak to you? That's the question I have for you. Listen, God does not want you to hear, God does not want you to hear secondhand information but first-hand information. So many times we hear things about God or what God is doing by second-hand. And I don't know about you, I don't want second-hand leftovers. I want to experience and encounter God first-hand. I want to hear from God's lips firsthand, not from somebody else, but God, let me hear your voice. I don't want secondhand information. I want firsthand, and you only get that by being in the closet with God. Have you ever said to yourself, why am I the last one who always finds out? Because maybe it's gone down the train of other people hearing it before you because you haven't taken the time to listen. I like this, what it says here, do not be the believer who finds out things from others instead of God himself. You see, the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Don't listen to other people's voices. Listen to the right voice. Take time to hear God's voice. You will never hear God's voice. You will never hear God's voice over all the other voices if you don't go into your closet. Let me read that again. You will never hear God's voice over all the other voices if you don't go into your closet. So my challenge to you today is to get into your closet so God can speak to you. Today I titled this message, and I'm excited about it. I titled it this message, You're Ready for this. You're ready for this. You're ready for what we're going through right now in our society and our communities and in our world right now with this quarantine and this epidemic that's going on. You are ready for it more than you think you are. I remember some time ago while we were pastoring at Kenosha Assembly of God Church in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now it's called Journey Church. And we were there as youth pastors, and Kenosha butts up to Illinois, where it's Gurney, Illinois. And Gurney, Illinois, now many of you may know it as Six Flags, but at the time when our kids were growing up, it was called Great America. Now it's called Six Flags Great America. And it's a theme park. And we would take our kids there when they were little. And I'm going to tell you, it was the funnest time. We 
had a great time. We'd spend all day at Great America there. We'd walk through the parks. We'd see all the exhibits. We'd go to all the shows and, man, just got to walk the grounds and eat all the good food that they had and so on. But one of the things that we got to do with our kids is that we went on all the kid rides. And I'll never forget, you had to go on all the kid rides and they had a section for all the kids to go on. And, man, it was so cool. And you had to put your head up against the, make, the wall to make sure that you measured up to go on to that ride. Well, we would go on those rides, and it was only probably maybe 10 rides in that section. And by the time the day was over, our kids would get bored with those rides. And they would always say, Daddy, I want to go on that ride. And I would always have to remind them that, Son, Heidi, you're not able to go on that ride because you're not big enough yet. And they would always turn to me and say, Dad, I can't wait to be able to get, be tall enough, big enough to go on that ride. In other words, they wanted to go on the big boy rides because they were tired of the kiddie rides. And I want to say this to you. It was the little rides that prepared them for the bigger rides. You see, sometimes in our life, it's the little rides that prepare you for the bigger rides. You are prepared for what is going on right now in our country because the little struggles you have faced prepared you for this day. Let me read that again to you because you got to get this in your heart. Just like my kids, it was the little rides that prepared them for the bigger rides. And when they went on the bigger rides, you know what they did? They said, Mom, Dad, we can go on this ride by ourselves. You can just sit there and watch us because they thought they were big and bad. We arrived. We obtained the big rides now. But look it. You are, you, you right now are prepared for what is going on right now in our country. Because of the little struggles, the ups and downs, the hardships that you faced, the battle wounds that you have right now, the scars that you have on your life are the struggles that prepared you for this day. You may not like this day, but none of us like this day. But I want to tell you something. You are prepared for this day. Do you remember a painful time you went through? Do you remember a pay painful time that you went through? Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it was a bankruptcy. Maybe you went through Alcoholic Anonymous. Maybe you went through drug treatment. And you went through all these different situations or struggles in your life. You thought you would never make it. Guess what? Well, you did. You made it. It was those struggles that made you better today. The hard times of your life or the hard times of your past remind us that we made it. The hard times of your past remind us that we made it then and we will make it again now. I always say this. It is your, in the moments, it's in the moments of your struggles that it defines who you are. Let me say that again. It's in the moments of your struggles or your hardships or your pain that define you of who you are. I love what it says in James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 2, it starts out there that James is speaking to us. And I want this to make this personal to you. Put yourself in there. You see, every time when I read the Word of God, I always ask myself, God, what are you saying to me? How can I apply it to my life? And how can I use it towards others? So today, I want you to say the same thing. How can I, what is it saying to me? Not to the person sitting to the right or to the left of you on the couch, but what is these verses saying 
to you. And then once it's, you read it and you hear it, what does it want me to do? What can I do? What does it want me to change? And then how can I apply it for, to help others with? But it says in James chapter 1, verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So in other words, James is preparing us that we're going to go through a trials. We're going to have ups and downs. First Peter 4 verse 12 says, don't be surprised by the attacks and those things that come against you. Don't be surprised they're going to happen. And some of us, man, we're in this attack, and many are, are labeling this a spiritual attack that's going on in our world right now. It says, but don't be surprised, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives graciously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. Verse 6, watch this. But when you ask, when you ask, whenever you ask, and whenever you go to God, Hebrews 4, verse 14 says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace with confidence. Proverbs 28, verse 1 says, let us be bold and righteous as a lion. In other words, we come with confidence. And here's what he says. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. In other words, come with confidence. Come boldly to the throne of grace. I know my daddy. I know my God. Nothing's impossible with my God. That's coming with confidence. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And I thought about that. Notice what James says. James says to count it all joy. How can you count it all joy when you're going through struggles? You know, when my kids or when you are growing up, do you remember the day, and probably our kids today, they get them on computers, but do you remember the day when we would get our report cards? I don't know about you. I would get my report card, and, man, I'll tell you, if I did well, I was excited about showing it off to my parents. I was excited about bringing it home. And I was always assured that in gym class or phi ed class, I'd get an A. Dick Lava, he was, man, I was a pet to my coach, Dick Lava, and he was automatically going to give me an A. And when I got elevated up to high school, Coach Strini was going to give me an A. So I knew that I always had an A in phi ed. And so when I got my report card, man, I would look at it, and boy, I loved history, and I did well in history, and I did well in math, in, in, in math class, but I had struggled in biology and all the other classes. I struggled in those things because it wasn't my passion. And so when I struggled, I'd maybe just get a D or, or a C minus, and I barely squeaked by, just enough to play sports. But my mom, she had high expectations of me. She'd always pushed me to do better. So when I'd get these classes or my report card, and if it didn't look so well, I would, like, want to hide it from my mom. Because I knew that if I hide it from my mom and showed my mom what my grades were, that she may be disappointed in not getting the grades that I should have. And some of you remember that. Maybe when you got your report card, it was a good report card, and let everybody know. You let everybody know, hey, I got A's. I'm on honor roll. I, man, I passed. Today, as parents, 
Maybe you have kids that are right now in, in classes. My daughter, my granddaughter lives in Illinois, and she goes to a private school, and they now just totally closed down school, and so they're not giving out A's, B's, or C's. What they're doing is just going to give a pass or fail. And obviously we know that she's passed, but to her she's like, I want to know what my grade is. And parents, when your kids come home with a report card that they have straight A's, what do you do? You go out and buy a bumper sticker and says, my kid is an honor roll student. And you place it on their, your car so that the whole world can know. You call all the grandparents and let them know that my kids passed, and not only passed, but passed with flying colors. You see, with God, your report card consists of different classes. Your report card with God consists of different classes and subjects. So today I want to talk to you about the believer's report card. That's you and me. What does your report card look to your God? What does your report card look to your God? I remember this, the first step of your, or the first class, the first period class is this, the testing of your faith. You see, that's why James says the testing of your faith in James 1, verse 3. The testing of your faith. You know what testing of your faith is? Testing of your faith means pushing you past your last test. That your testing of your faith pushes you past your last test. I love this. You will never know how strong your faith is if you're never tested. You will never know how strong your faith is if you're never tested. Testing your faith tests your trust in God. You see, where is your faith level with God right now? Where are you with God right now? You see, listen, faith really shines when we're under fire and pressures of life are passing are, are, are you passing? Faith really shines when you're under fire and pressures of life. My question is, are you passing? Are you passing these things in your life? Listen, your faith, your faith ignites God's power and presence in your life. Get this, your faith ignites God's power and presence in your life. Do you remember lighting a fireworks? Man, I remember when I first lit my first firecracker. I'll remember, I'll never forget. Man, I lit that fuse, and as soon as I lit that fuse, man, I ran as fast as I could to get away from that firecracker because I knew that, wow, it was going to explode. I remember later on, since I moved here to Wisconsin, you can buy the great fireworks here. And I remember buying some shooting ones that go up into the sky and they explode. And man, it was so cool. And once I ignited that wick on that piece of fireworks or that fireworks, what did it do? It exploded. You see, what faith does, it's the same way. It ignites God's power and presence in your life and it excites him, that it moves him to action towards your needs. I love this in Psalms 112, verse 7. The psalmist is saying here, and this is where we are right now. They will have no fear of bad news. I want you to hear that. They will have no fear of bad news. And the reason why is because they knew their God. Their hearts are steadfast. But look at what he says. Are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. 
In other words, they were not moved by the circumstances and the pressures and things that were going on in their lives. They held steadfast to God. They were not moved. You see, listen, as much as God doesn't want us to move, God is not moved by the problems or the circumstances and the things that are going on in our life right now. Our God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. God is not moved. So he wants you to anchor on him so you yourself are not moved. But many of you say, well, pastor, I don't have faith. Yes, you do, because the very moment that you were born and now started following Jesus, the Bible says that you were given a measure of faith. And in that faith, you may feel that my faith is weak and I only have a little bit of faith. Well, there's hope for you. In Matthew 17, verse 20, I want you to hear this. He replied, because you have so little faith, where is your faith level right now? Are you passing this class? Are you a D minus or even an F? Or are you an A? Where is your faith level right now? He said, because you have such little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you see what God is illustrating? All God wants you to do is use what you have. A little bit of yeast works through a whole batch of dough. So does a little bit of faith grow in your life. So in Matthew 17, verse 20, it says a little bit of faith, a little bit of seed works through a whole batch of dough. And so I just want to encourage you to do that, to let God move. But then it says, if you believe in your heart that what God says, that the mountains shall be moved. And so I want to encourage you to do that. In Mark chapter 4, verse 31, it talks about this. It is like a mustard seed. Watch this. It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest, which is the smallest of all seeds on the earth, which is the smallest of all seeds on the earth. I always say this, the, the little thing, big things come in small packages. Big things come in small packages. But then it also this, I love this, it's the smallest of the seeds, but it's the most dangerous of seeds. Did you get that? The, the mustard seed, the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, but it's the most dangerous of seeds. And I want to encourage you, expound on your faith. Man, where are you right now in the classroom of your faith? I love this. This And this faith says, faith says, bring it on. Faith says, bring it on. Because you don't know my God. And whenever you're faced with a struggle or a situation or even where we are right now, remind yourself, faith, my trust, my belief, my hope in God says, bring it on. Because you don't know my God. Are you passing that class? The second period class. Here we are. We're in school today. The second period class is this. The second period class is perseverance. Perseverance. Perseverance means not having a quitting attitude. Not having a quitting attitude, but a I can do this attitude. That's what perseverance means. It means I have an I can do attitude. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can persevere. I may not be progressing as fast as others. I may not be growing as fast as others, but I'm going to persevere and I'm going to hang in there. I love this. 
Perseverance gets you to the prize. Perseverance gets you to the prize. Quitting never sees the prize. And many times we never see victory in our lives. We never see great results in our lives. We never see a lot of promises fulfilled in our lives because we quit and we give up too early before we accomplish the goal. I want to encourage you, perseverance gets you to the prize. Quitting never sees the prize. Do you remember the old saying? The old saying, when things get tough, the tough get going. Things are tough right now, but what I love about God and love about you is, listen, you can do it. Get up. Get up. Know who your God is. You're tougher than you think. You're prepared more than you think and more than you give you credit for. Listen, winners aren't those who never fail. Winners aren't those who never fail, but those who never quit. That's what winners are. They are those who never quit, who never give up. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not quit. Galatians 6, 9. The cool thing is this, that let us become not weary. In other words, give up. Let us not quit in the middle of the stream. Let us not throw in the towel when pressures come in. Are you passing the class? Are you persisting? Are you being endurance? Are you having that, that I don't quit attitude? Or are you ready to throw in the towel because of all the other added pressures of the world and the society that's going on around us? Are you ready to quit on your marriage? Are you ready to quit on your job? Are you ready to quit on your kids? Are you ready to quit on your friends? Are you shaking your fist at God and ready even to quit? quit on him. Always remember this, God never quits on you, so don't you quit on him. God never quits on you, so don't you quit on him. Perseverance means staying in there, staying in there. Believers in Christ get discouraged a lot of times because they quit too early. The third period class, here we are, we're going to class. Did you pass faith? Did you pass perseverance? The third period is this. I love in James where it talks about maturity. In James, the third period class is maturity. Notice what it says in James chapter 1, verse 4. He says, mature and complete, not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. I love this. The battles and struggles you faced in the past prepared you for the battles you are in today. You see, you wonder why you went through this storm and you went through that struggle and you went through that hardship. It made you better and not bitter. It made you stronger and not weaker. It prepared you now for what we're going through today. It made you mature. I love this. Maturity means making right decisions and right choices in your life right now, in your life right now, that will lead you to success making right choices and right decisions in your life. That's what maturity is. I always hear the comment that people always say, oh, they're immature. Oh, they're, they're just crazy. Oh, they're, they're just not mature enough. And what they mean by that, they're immature because of the decisions and things that they do. You see this, the test to see how much you have learned and listened and prepared yourself, that's maturity. How much have you learned 
through the struggles and the hardships? How much have you listened to the word of God, listened to the advice of others? How much have you prepared yourself for being mature? People always go around the same tree because they never learn to listen or to, and they're never mature. We always go around the same tree because we never learn from our mistakes. We never become mature in changing our course in life. We continue to do the same thing. I love this, the, the fourth period class. The fourth period class I love because this is great. The Bible says this, the fourth period class is wisdom. Wisdom. I love what the psalmist says or, or Proverbs says and he says, wisdom is like fine rubies. He says this, wisdom is gaining understanding of the situation you may be in. God, give me wisdom. You hear me always say, I pray it every day, even this morning in my prayer time. I pray for God's wisdom, anointing, creativity, and favor. I pray, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom, God, to make right decisions, to do right things, God. Man, God, that I can do the right things, that it won't mess me up. But, God, once you give me the wisdom, then, God, give me the anointing to do what you put upon my heart. So I always pray wisdom that it will what lead you down the right path asking and seeking wisdom is the honor to god it's an honor to god but listen pride is a dishonor to god what do you mean asking and seeking god is a seeking wisdom is an honor to god god gets excited that you're asking him for his guidance after all, isn't he your Abba Father? The Father knows what's best. He wants you to come and ask him. But what happens? We let pride get in the way, and pride dishonors God. Pride goes before a fall. And so many times we want to do it our way. We're so prideful to ask advice. We're so prideful to seek out wisdom. We're so prideful to seek out guidance. And that's what we do sometimes with God. God, we only ask God in our situation situation when we make a mess out of things then we ask God to fix it and ask God for wisdom why don't you ask God for wisdom and guidance before you make a mess I love this wisdom is the road map to your destination or your future wisdom is the road map to your destination or your future that's what wisdom is. It's for your future. That's what God does. I, I love this next one. Wisdom is in your battles can help you conquer and not be conquered. Whoo, I love that. Wisdom in your battles help you to conquer and not be conquered. Did you get that? And not be conquered. I love this. God has the answers if you seek his guidance and his wisdom. God has the answers if you seek his guidance and wisdom. The last class. So school is almost out of session. The bell is about to ring, and you're ready to get on the bus. But before you get on the bus or leaving class, ask yourself, did you do your best? Paul said, I have fought the fight. I've kept the faith. I finished the race. The last class is this, the fifth period class of doubt. Let me ask you some questions. I always say, when in doubt, push it out. When in doubt, push it out. Let me ask you this. Do you believe 
God will get you through this? Do you believe that? Do you believe God will provide for you? Do you believe that God will protect you? Do you believe that God loves you? If you believe, then close the door to doubt. If you believe, then close the door to doubt. You have to close the door to doubt. Are you passing in this area? Is doubt entering your mind, your thoughts, and even in your heart? Push it out. I love what James chapter 1, verse 12, how he sums it all up. He says this, Blessed is the one who perseveres. Under the trials, under trials, are we in a trial right now? Because having stood the test, passing the test, passing the test, that person, you, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who believe him. That person. You see, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I close with this thought. Have you ever noticed that when you take a test, the teacher is the quietest? The teacher is sitting at his desk, not saying a word, not even instructing. It's just you and your exam. The teacher is God. And he's wanting to see if you're going to apply all these different subjects to your life. And he's waiting to see. Are you going to pass the test? He's being quiet now. He's not left you nor forsaken you. He's just being still to see what your grade's going to be. God calls us blessed because you are prepared and passed the test. Pastor Cheryl, I want to encourage you to come in. Pastor Cheryl, I remember you are no longer on kiddie rides. You are no longer on the kiddie rides. You have moved up to the big boy rides. And this ride is going to be rocky. It's going to be exhilarating. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fast. It's even going to have some bumps in the road. But you elevate it. You're not on milk and you're not on this small stuff with God. You're on the bigger things with God. Enjoy the ride. Keep your head high. It's almost over. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, God is like as we started out saying. God is doing so much. Keep your heads up. You're amazing. You are, your strength is so amazing. God has created you to be so resilient. You're stronger than what you give yourself credit for. I want to pray with you today. Yes. Maybe today you're feeling discouraged. Maybe you're facing a situation in your life that's bigger than you, but it's not bigger than your God. What God sees, what you see, it's small to him. It may be big to you. But this is a time when you have to stay in the classroom of faith. So I want to pray, whether it's financial, physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever it may be, will you stand with me right now? Please stand. And I want you to believe with us right now. Accept what God has for you. You see, listen, when Jesus came to the blind man, he asked Jesus, what do you want? Jesus is in your room right now. He's asking you, what do you want? What is your need? What is your symptoms? What is your problem? 
And once he told Jesus what he needed, Jesus responded. And so I want to encourage you right now as we pray, what is your need presented to God? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Adventure Church and all the listeners today. Lord, whatever their situation or circumstance may be, it's not bigger than you. Lord, the Bible says in Luke chapter 18, 27, that that which is impossible with man is possible with you. And I pray, God, whether it be financial, physical, spiritual, emotional, that, God, you would come into that living room, that place where people are watching right now, that they will sense your presence, power, and spirit like never before. And I thank you that, God, you are not a respecter of person. For those that call out to you, God, you will come to their aid and heal, touch, and bless. I thank you, Father, for this day. I thank you, Father, for each listener and those that are, are abroad right now. I look forward to the day that we're all together again, worshiping in one accord. I thank you, Father, right now for this faithful church. Bless them and keep them. And I pray, God, that people that are listening right now will accept the challenge about the building fund. I'm looking forward to see what comes in on push pay because, God, I know that I know that I know that, God, you spoke so clearly to me in the closet. This is a challenge to all our listeners and to even my friends. Lord, I'm just calling them out that they can just do something to help us to move forward to advance the kingdom. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Father, for this church. Now go with us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you in Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us. You can make an easy and safe donation on our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com give. Thank you for your generous donation.